The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today, I am so, so, so super excited to have another phenomenal guest here to share with you, the amazing Kate Winch. And I met Kate at a retreat at Omega Institute. She was helping out at a retreat for Tosha Silver, and I did some work with her, and she just blew me away. And so I'm just so excited to reconnect with you. It's been already, what, like... I think that was that like 2019, 2018, I think, right? It was like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's so nice to see you again. Likewise. I'm so excited. And you'll stop me if I don't get this right, but Kate is a transformational teacher, EFT practitioner, intuitive counselor, and Koya dance teacher. And so Kate, welcome. I'm so excited to share and I'm so excited to have you here today. I'm so excited to be here. It's really lovely. Thanks for having me. And so the first question I wanted to ask you, and I actually wanted to ask you this question when I first met you, you had shared with me that you started off in the biz as an intuitive reader. And then you picked up all these other little tools in your toolkit along the way. So I'd love to hear about your journey with that. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I started out as a massage therapist. Originally, I went to massage school. And um, then, oh, no, it it was it was I studied the tarot first, and then I did massage school. So that was, I don't know when that was, it was in the 90s, when I first came. I'm originally from England, hence the accent. And I live in San Francisco, but I first came over. And I just loved the whole personal growth transformation world. And no, that's right. I, I did. I went to massage school first and then okay. I studied um, the tarot and I used the Voyager deck, which is by James Wanless. And by coincidence, I, there's so many decks out there, but I found this deck and I fell in love with it. I was like, this is my deck. And James Wanless is, is from he's from Carmel. So he's in the Bay Area. And I ended up training and studying with him a little bit with the tarot and I just the first time I had a tarot reading was in England when I was about 16 and I remember my 
friend who did readings gave me a reading and I was blown away. It was so exciting. And then I, when I came to uh, the States, I was just so excited to learn how to do readings myself. And um, so I've been reading for about 20 plus years now. I love that because 16, that's, I mean, not everyone gets exposed to this stuff that early out of the gate. I know. Yeah. It was, I remember that first reading I had and I just thought it was incredible. So. All right. So you're doing tarot readings and then, then what magic happens to bring you to what you do today? So, so yeah, so I studied the tarot and then I used to smoke cigarettes years ago and I quit using hypnotherapy. So then I studied hypnosis and was really blown away by that. And I love helping people quit smoking. That's one of my passions. And then about, I think it was like 2006. So I did massage, tarot and hypnosis. And then 2006 was when my aunt, who's a therapist in England, introduced me to EFT also known as emotional freedom techniques, tapping. And I thought it was, it was like this weird technique where you tap and say these words. And I, I was like, what is this? And right. then I came back to the States and my sister tried it and she said, oh my God, this stuff is amazing. You have to go and train for it. And I looked online and there happened to be a training in the Bay Area and um, very skeptical, very cautious, like this odd technique. And again, ended up being blown away by it. So yeah. cool how we find, you know, those things that we need to use and have in our toolbox, you know, they find us, right? And they just drop in your lap. I love that. And tell the listeners, because we've had EFT practitioners on the show before, but can you describe a little bit about what it is and how it works? Yeah. So negative emotions get stored in the body and they create a disruption in our energy system. And the tapping gets the energy flowing again. And it's working with meridians. And I love it because it's working with the body and the mind. So there's many reasons I'm passionate about it. I like that it's addressing both the body and the mind and it's moving stuck energy. Right. And then uh, the other thing I love, it, it can, it's a very simple technique that people can do on themselves. So if, if you're having a stressful day or feeling anxious or angry or triggered by something, you can tap on yourself. And I, I love that it's so empowering. And it's a simple technique, but you know, if people have do a one-on-one session with me, there's, there's a, you know, it can be complicated too, but it never, it's, it's an interesting thing. You know, there's a lot of depth to it. Right. Well, you can use it in different ways. And I shared with you when I met you at Omega a few years back, that I am fully trained in, I'm not trained in EFT because EFT is just one, one sequence of tapping, but I was actually did the full energy psychology program. So I learned how to like make your own algorithms. I learned the basic algorithm and algorithms are low, are the order in which you tap on the different meridian points. So I did the whole training levels one, level two, and it just, and my clients love it. When I teach people EFT, especially my kids, they love it and it, they respond to it so strongly. And, you know, a lot of times I'll say at the end of working with people, you know, of all the tools that, you know, we've worked on, what did you like the best? And a lot of people will say EFT because it's so accessible. And now I do just use the EFT usually sequence because it is so easy and it's so easy to teach people. But what I shared with you, I don't know if you remember this, is that despite all that training and despite doing it with other people, it worked not a lick on me. 
That's right. I remember you saying you came yeah. and you were like, oh, tapping doesn't work. Yeah. And so it was not until I worked with this lady here that I'd ever really gotten an effect out of tapping. So I think that is one of those. Yeah, no, it's true. True story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that. I, to be honest, most of what I, you know, most of the tapping that I had done on me was in the guise of, you know, training. When you do a training, you work on each other. So I wasn't not working with an expert like you, but it didn't work and self-tapping didn't really work until I met Kate. So it really, I think, is depending on how you use the tool. Yeah. And, and also each practitioner does it in a, it's, it's like massage, you know, it's done in like, I've made it my own. I've been right. teaching it for about 15 years plus. And so I, I kind of have my own style of tapping and rhythm and way of doing it. And then somebody else could do it a completely different way. Right. And just like anything else, it's about finding the person and the treatment and the approach that clicks with you. And when you find it, you know it. Exactly. Yeah. So true. Yeah. And so when we worked together too, we did a little more than EFT, right? We did the, I'm going to get it wrong because I have another very, very good friend who does this, the matrix re-imprinting. Is that how you say it? Yeah. You got it. (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about that? Because that to me was so powerful. Yeah, that can be really profound. I love it. Yes. So it's, it's a really good way for healing the past, past traumas from childhood or even as an adult, but you know, one of the things with tapping is anything you think of in your past, if you tense up at a memory and, you know, and feel anxious when you think or, or angry, it just is a sign that we're still carrying that in our bodies and our minds and we haven't healed it fully. Whereas another memory that was really upsetting at the time, once you've tapped or cleared or healed it, it you can think of that memory and it's neutral. So anything from your past where you think of it and it's just like, oh, you know, a trigger and a charge. Firstly, the tapping can be good for clearing old traumas, but this matrix re-imprinting is a deeper level. And I find it very profound. So we go back, the adult, your adult self will go back and tap on your younger self and give him or her what they never got and re-imprint the memory. And so anything can happen. So like, let me think of an example. Just like, like say somebody lost a loved one um, suddenly. I've done sessions where we go back and you just take it. Often we don't get our needs met when we have a really bad event happen. You know, so we go back, we tap on them, we freeze the scene, we give them what they didn't get. And we're like, what do you need? And there's a whole process to it, but it can be very profound. And so that... And we re-imprint the memory so that instead of that old traumatic memory, they've got a new memory where the younger self actually got their needs met and got taken care of and felt safe and protected and supported through that difficult time. And that can really help the nervous system calm down because often, you know, as kids, we don't get our needs met for sometimes it's really, you know, in a really awful way or sometimes it's more subtle. And our younger self is often on guard and decides we're not safe. So the six-year-old can say, I'm not safe, and then decide that. And we can just go through our whole life, you know, with our walls up. I'm not safe. I need to protect myself. So the magic that happens when we go back and heal the younger self, because she she or he is the part of us that is freaking out. And uh, 
often when, you know, running the show, sometimes the five or six year old is running the show, running our lives. (laughs) Right. Well, when you get triggered, right, that part gets triggered, that part takes over. And then, you know, I see this all the time in my work. I just, I don't do a lot of couples work, but I'm I'm presently working with a couple. And when I see them together, it's two five-year-olds, you know, because one five-year-old gets triggered, the other five-year-old gets triggered. And I'm like, the grownups have left the building. So, (laughs) you know, that's, you know, and that's the work that I do with them too, is, you know, what's coming up for you right now. And really it does. And I think there's so many different ways to do it. And this is a brilliant way to do it. And I've done it myself with you. So I can speak to how helpful it was, but it's that inner child work and, and right. And going back and healing, correcting these things so that the child is not running the show and, you know, the parent is running the show or your adult self is running the show and that child has gotten what she needed. Yeah, I always love um, Liz Gilbert. She said, who she wrote, Eat, Pray, Love. And yep. she said something like, Make sure, sh- you know, usually the five year old's trying to drive the car. And it's like, the five year old can come, but make sure that she sits in the back seat. Yeah. And you're, the adult part of you is driving the car and leading the way because these, you know, when the younger self is running our lives, it can get really messy. <laughs> Right. Especially when it's the traumatized younger self, right? Yeah. You know, when our joyous younger self is running the show, or at least, you know, that's usually more of an integrative, pleasant, joyous, playful experience. But when it's the traumatized five-year-old, six-year-old, 12-year-old, that's when I think life can be uncomfortable. It's so true. It's so true. And then going back and healing, calming the younger self so that she or he can relax can be so really help that the whole nervous system calm down. Yeah, it's beautiful work. And I love, I mean, I, you said this before, but it's coming into my brain again. One of the beautiful things about the EFT and the meridian tapping is that there's so many different things that you can do with it and so many de- different levels with which you can work on it. I know for me, one thing that does work, so I maybe I kind of I kind of misspoke when I told you it didn't work at all, is sometimes if I'm really activated, I will tap. Like in a yeah. moment, if I'm, you know, anxious or, and I tell this to clients too, if you're having a panic attack, sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. But again, it can be in that toolkit. Tapping can be amazing in the moment for kind of grounding you and calming the nervous system, even if you're just tapping on what you're feeling now, right? Totally, totally. It's so good for that. Um, say you're on on the phone call and you're triggered, you know, just tap or you're at your computer and you know, you're on a Zoom call, maybe your camera's off and you can have yeah. a good tap. But you can, like, I really encourage people to tap daily, you know, meet yourself where you're at. If you wake up feeling anxious or, you know, angry or stressed, the guilty, guilt, shame, fear, grief, all these negative emotions, they can be so consuming. When we're triggered, they just take up so much space that we don't really have much space left or room to, to focus on our dreams and desires and, and what we really want. Yeah. And it's coming through too to say that one of the beautiful things about this technique and the summer that I learned EFT, I also learned EMDR and focusing, which are all, mm-hmm. and I remember at the end of that summer saying, I just learned three different ways to do the same thing which is really be present with yourself, be present with what you're feeling. All three of those techniques involve that, that deep present awareness. They all involve, you know, a little bit of not so much focusing, but EMDR and EFT, definitely a little bit, sometimes floating back to the past. 
And they also, you know, involve that kind of meeting yourself where you're at and feeling the feels from that witness perspective. And I don't know what your experience is with this, but for me, when I'm doing EFT or when I'm guiding someone through EMDR, which is, I'll have the reference for that in the show notes too. It's just another uh, counseling. It has to do with eye movements and bilateral stimulation of your body, relieving the nervous system, I think in a similar way that tapping does. But back to tapping, because that's the topic for today. I feel that when you're tapping on a feeling or you're tapping on what's going on, it's, it's, it's making you present with that experience in a way that I think is, you know, really healing. And sometimes people have trouble accessing that without those tools like tapping or EMDR or focusing. Does that make sense? What I just said? Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And I think it's just so many times as humans with this, we can sweep things under the carpet and we're avoiding our feelings. So tapping is a wonderful way to say, even though I'm really upset about this situation that happened yesterday, I love and accept myself anyway. And, you know, because so often we're trying to bury our feelings and we we also think we shouldn't feel the way we feel. And so I love that we're really honoring, like, I feel mad at this person and I love myself anyway. And right. it's like accepting ourselves exactly as we are. Yes. And for those of you who are not familiar with tapping, one of the things that you do, so you tap with your little fingers and y'all can't see what we're doing because- this is a audio podcast, but you tap with your fingers on different points in your body that represent the acupuncture meridians. And then you say a little setup phrase, like you give us an example. Okay. So say you're feeling anxious, like anxious about money or a relationship or work or the world's events, COVID, right. uh, you tap on your, the side of your hand, just below the pinky. And you say, even though I am so anxious about this situation, this issue, whatever your issue is, actually, I would do something a little, you can simply say, I love and accept myself anyway. That would be right. the s- simple statement. I do something a little bit more complex where I like to do what we call reversals. So say somebody's worried about money, I like to address the part of us that doesn't want to let it go. Part of us is like, of course, I want to let go of this anxiety. But another part saying, no way, we got to hold on to this. And so I'll do something like, even though I have this anxiety about this issue and I don't know how to let it go, maybe it doesn't seem possible. I've been struggling with this for a long time. Like a a lot of people struggle with the same thing over and over again and then I wonder who I'd be without this issue. You know, if I, I wonder who I'd be without this anxiety, just to open the possibility, like, who would I be without this, you know? Yeah, no, I love that. And it's so important. I mean, you made such a good point because that's something that we see all the time in the counseling world is that, I mean, in all the world, right? That people, they're so ready to get rid of something, but if it's still there, it's serving you on some level. There's some reason why you're still experiencing it and, or some way that you're trying to address it, right? Is, is just reinforcing sometimes those old patterns. So I love, I mean, if I'm understanding you correctly, I love this idea of, you know, tapping on whatever might be holding me back so that you can start to bring in other perspectives and maybe have some clarity about what needs to move that, you know, you hadn't seen before. Yeah, exactly. And then a big part of my work is about letting go of being general manager of the universe. You know, <laughs> that part of us that wants to control things and force an outcome. Yes, and ma'am. To it being a certain way. And the magic that happens when we surrender. 
which is why, you know, that's where you met me. When I that's where I met you. And we'll make sure it was at a retreat led by Tosha Silver. And I will make sure to have some of her lovely books. And yeah, I always do great. in the uh, show notes, if you want to check them out, because she is a goddess for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because her work's about offering and mine, mine is about letting go of trying to control things. So it's a nice yeah, um, I would teach at her retreats and that would be a nice combination. So. Would you say that the approach to EFT is one of those things that lends itself to letting go of that need to control everything and that, that oh surrender? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think we get very attached as humans and we're very resistant as humans and we get very attached to, you could be attached to a relationship that you know isn't great for you or attached to a certain, like this has to happen and the pushing and the forcing and the, the magic that happens when we let go of and we realize that we're not in control anyway, because, you know, that's, I, I like being, reminding myself, oh, because we think we're in control, right? you know. It's, right. It's, well, we are in control, but just not the part of us that thinks it's in control, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your human part is not in control. That's the part that just keeps, you know, wanting to reinvent the wheel over and over again and make trouble. And then the part that is in control is your higher self. And that's the part that, and this is how I understand it. You may understand it differently, but you know, it's my higher self that I surrender to because she's the one who knows and you know, she's got the goods. She sees the bigger picture. She knows what we got to get done. Right. That wise part of us. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No, I love that. And you know, I know in the psychotherapy biz, which is one of the one of the things that I have in my toolbox, right? Sometimes we can get so stuck talking and trying to figure everything out on the level of mind and figuring it out and talking about it and analyzing it and you know, and sometimes that's helpful in the right way in the right time with the right orientation, but sometimes I find this again and again, particularly people that come into my office after having, you know, years and years of psychotherapy is sometimes just what happens is, you know, our mind and our stories about ourselves just get stronger and we're just chasing our tail, you know? Yeah. So I, I think sometimes these nonverbal based, I mean, there are words involved in EFT, but you're using them differently, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when I'm in a session with someone, I, I do, you know, I'll lead them through a sequence of words and then once we start tapping, um, I will say, have a good vent, you know, say they're angry at their spouse or whatever. It's like all this anger and upset. And I, I'm like, I want to empty them. I give right. them a lot of room to express and vent. And then what, what it, what's great is then we let it go, you know, right. like after telling the story, cause it needs to be expressed and released. And then you realize, God, this is so exhausting. And I'm so, I've suffered so much about this. What if I could let it go? Right. So, and, and then clear it out and bring in the positive. Yeah. And I mean, it gets you in the witness state so that you can, but also with the tapping, right? It helps you release because you're literally tapping on the points and in, in in, you're actually moving the energy through your system, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so powerful. I know for me, and I don't know if this is relevant, but it's popping into my brain. I have always been able to tell, and I don't know why, but when someone comes into my office, you know, there's two different things that can be happening. There's venting when we're letting it go. And there's venting when we're building it up. And for me, the energy feels very different and I can tell. And, you know, and I try to help people discern, like if they're in their stories right now and, and what they're doing is just feeding the beast or if they're letting it go. But I would think again, with the EFT, you might not need to make that distinction because you're going to get them into releasing mode either way. Is that 
Would you say that's a fair? What's so great is like, you know, I'll say have a good event as they tap around the points and it's, it's like a pressure cooker releasing. It's just letting, it's letting go of the charge as you tap, it brings the charge and the trigger down. So I'm going to remember that next time, rather than telling people to be quiet, I'm going to tell them to tap. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. If somebody's really triggered and upset and on a huge vent, like just say, okay, great. Sometimes a client will come in these days on Zoom, right? And yeah, they're telling me a story and they're really triggered. And it's before we've even started. And I'm saying, okay, just tap around the points and, and carry on. Tell me more. And I, right. I, I want to hear what they're saying, but I get, I get to tap. Yeah. And do you feel as they tap and the charge goes down, does wisdom come up? Because I found that when I'm working with the right practitioner, like say you, that, you know, like through the tapping, it's sort of like in EMDR is very similar you start to tap into your intuition and you start to like, you know, your body, your brain, your, your inner wisdom, whatever you want to call it, maybe all of the above starts to show you what you need to do next. And you start to get out of your head. Absolutely. Yes. That's a big piece of my work is helping people get in touch with their inner wisdom, you know, cause it's so noisy when you're anxious and worried and afraid or angry, you can't hear your inner wisdom. And so that's a big piece of my work. We clear all that out. And then at the end, it's like, I, re- I do a whole piece around like, what's the inner guidance that's coming through and what's the message? Because we can finally hear. Our inner right. <laughs> you know, if you're mad at someone or anxious or af- afraid, it's, it's hard to tune into your inner wisdom. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that I love about this approach to healing, one is because there's so many different things you can do with it, but I also think it's one of those approaches where, you know, the therapist, teacher, healer, helper, whoever is doing this, and there's many different people that use this technique, is sort of handing the keys over to the client in a really clear way. Because you're guiding them, you know, and you may be making suggestions, but it's one of those very client driven approaches. Mm-hmm. You know, do yeah. you find that, that, you know, you're kind of holding this, it's very clear that you're holding the space and you're walking them through a process, but they're doing it. Exactly. Yeah, they're doing it. I'm just kind of guiding them and leading them on the journey, but ultimately they're doing the work. Yeah. All right. So is there anything else that you want people to know about EFT or the other wonderful things that you do that we haven't gotten to yet? Well, just, you know, there's an expression with tapping, um, which is also known as tapping. I like to call it abundance tapping because I find when we clear you know, all the negative emotions, we relax, it raises our vibration, and we just naturally attract more good to us. When I first got into tapping, I was doing tapping on deserving abundance. And that evening, I received $900 in cash as an unexpected gift. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, this works. This is like years ago. And then I did my tapping, you know, every day. And that year, I had one of the best years I'd had in my business to that date. And Anytime I felt, I love working with entrepreneurs with the inner game because I find some people are really gifted and a lot of people have a fear of shining and being seen. And I was painfully shy. Like you would not get me in front of a room and I use the tapping to clear my fear of shining and being seen. I love it. It really, really helped. And can you use tapping? Now I know like with EMDR, you can use that bilateral stimulation in a certain way to tap in more of what you'd like to experience. So- right? We can tap in peace. We can tap in wisdom. There's a whole, there's whole books about that that are amazing. Can you do the same thing with EFT? Can you use it to instill more um, confidence, more abundance, more? 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what I do is I take them on a journey from the negative to the positive. So we express the negative, we release it. And then we go, we bring in like, I love feeling calm and confident. I love knowing I have everything I need and whatever it is, you know, and yeah. So the positive affirmations are a big, uh, important piece at the end because we're letting go of the negative and replacing it with the positive. I love that. It's so powerful. All right. You had said that um, you wanted to walk people through an example. We have just a tiny bit of time left. All right. You want to guide me through? Yeah, sure. And I just wanted to say one more thing about of course. As an expression, try on anything. So you can use it for chronic pain, health issues, relationship, finances, fear of shining, what procrastination, like there's an expression, try on anything. So yeah, no, that's so important. And it's so true. And one of the things that I find it works really well on for people is that chronic pain. Yeah. Yeah. I had a client this morning who had some pain and we, we didn't even work on the pain, but we worked on an issue and by the end her pain had gone. So right. Well, sometimes too, the issues are, <laughs> that's exactly. what it is. All right. So Kate, I know that you wanted to walk listeners through a round of tapping. So show us how that's going to go and, and guys you're in for a treat. Well, let's just do a quick round of tapping, a super quick round. But so I'd like the listeners to think of something they're stressed about and give it a number zero to 10. So 10 is high, zero is low. And repeat after me, you can change the words, you're tapping along, speak the words out loud. We're going to tap on the side of our hand below the pinky. And you can tap on either hand and you'll repeat after me. Even though I have all this anxiety about this issue and then if it's money or a relationship or whatever, you say that. Do you want to be my echo? and just Yes, say- ma'am. Even though I have all this anxiety about steps I'm taking to move forward in my life. And I don't know how I can let this anxiety go. And I don't know how I can let this anxiety go. Maybe it doesn't seem possible. Maybe it doesn't seem possible. I've been feeling anxious about this for a while now. I've been feeling anxious about this for a while now. And I love and accept myself anyway. And I love and accept myself anyway. Deep breath, everyone. And then keep tapping on the side of the hand, everyone, and repeat after me, even though I have all this fear and worry about this issue. Even though I have all this fear and worry about this issue. And I don't know how I can let it go. And I don't know how I can let it go. Maybe it doesn't feel safe. Maybe it doesn't feel safe. I can't relax about this. I can't relax about this. I have to be on guard. I have to be on guard. I have to protect myself. I have to protect myself. But I accept who I am. But I accept who I am. And I appreciate my feelings. And I appreciate my feelings. Deep breath. Keep tapping on the side of the hand just lightly, even though I have all this stress and overwhelm about this situation. Even though I have all the stress and overwhelm about this situation. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself anyway. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself anyway. Deep breath. <sighs> then we're going to tap where the brow ends near the nose. All this tap, all this fear and worry. All this fear and worry. Side of the eyes, all this fear and worry about the future. All this fear and worry about the future. 
underneath the eyes, all this stress and anxiety about this issue. All the stress and anxiety about this issue. No, it's so exhausting. It's so exhausting. The tapping below, below the nose and then the chin points. And I can include a diagram too. That's a great idea. We'll have that in the notes. Yeah. And then tapping on the chin point below the lip. I'm so worried about so many things. I'm so worried about so many things. And then tapping on the collarbone, both hands, all this stress and overwhelm. All the stress and overwhelm. Underneath the arms, four inches down from the armpit. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. Rib cage, letting it go. Letting it go. Two wrists together. I'm okay. I'm okay. Top of the head. I let go of being general manager of the universe. I let go of being general manager of the universe. Eyebrows. And I give this to the universe to handle. And I give this to the universe to handle. Side of the eyes. I don't need to do it all by myself. I don't need to do it all by myself. Underneath the eyes. I love feeling calm and peaceful. I love feeling calm and peaceful. Nose, I call my power back. I call my power back. From all dimensions of time and space. From all mentions of time and space. (laughs) Chin, it's safe to relax about this. It's safe to relax about this. Collarbone, I listen to my inner wisdom. I listen to my inner wisdom. I know what to do. I know what to do. Underneath the arms, I love feeling calm and peaceful. I love feeling calm and peaceful. Ribcage, I love feeling calm and confident. I love feeling calm and confident. Two wrists together, I listen to my inner wisdom. I listen to my inner wisdom. I know what to do. I know what to do. Top of the head, I love knowing everything's working out for me. I love knowing everything's working out for me. (laughs) All is well. All is well. And then close your eyes, everyone. Take a deep breath. Tune into your issue. That was a super quick round. That was lovely. (laughs) I already feel calmer and more at peace. I loved it. And then if you tune back into your issue, you'll probably find that that number went down, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was just a little tiny sample, but I have some tapping videos and how to tap and things like that. So, oh, that's beautiful. So I will make sure we'll have those links in the show notes so that you, if you, if you can't get it from the audio, you can see the visual and you can practice. It is such a great technique that I think everybody should have in their pocket. And Kate, thank you so much for sharing it with us. It was so cool to reconnect with you today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been such an honor and pleasure. I love uh, reconnecting with you. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. And if people want to find you, how do they do that? And we'll have, again, all this information in the show notes as well. Yeah, my, my, my website is katewynch.com. I have a online programs and sessions and things. And then um, I'm on Instagram, tap into magic is my business and then on Facebook too. Yay. Awesome. All right. So people, you can find Kate there. Is there any other last piece of wisdom you'd like to share with listeners before we sign off? Um, The most important thing I like to say is if you're having a hard time, get support and listen to your inner wisdom about what that is. If it's the tapping, get support with tapping, but, or there's so many different modalities, but so many people are struggling and not getting support. And it's just so wonderful when you give yourself the gift of support, like give yourself the gift of getting your needs met, however that looks. 
I love that. That is beautiful parting words. Thank you again so much. You are so welcome. Lovely to see you. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.